Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri. And before we introduce our guest uh, for this uh, podcast, which was absolutely incredible. Yeah, guess what? We got another superstar. This was another one we jumped off and we're like, man, you could walk away from this and like everyone who hears this interview is going to want to start implementing this in their Instagram, in their social media immediately. Mm -hmm. And you can. You can. That's the thing. That's the beautiful thing. This person, I got to save it for the interview, but this person literally does no other marketing, but basically Instagram and Sphere. And yeah, we were kind of asking like, hey, what other types of marketing? Like, nope, I know what works for yeah, me and I yeah. stay focused on that. And that's something yeah. that you'll definitely want to stick around for the rest of this interview. Before we introduce her, uh, I do want to read uh, this week's featured review. This comes from Clarice Gomez via Apple Podcast. Clarice says, awesome podcast, three exclamation points. One, two, three, and five stars. Oh. So we got a good old five and three there with five stars, three exclamation points. You're really, you're really big into these numbers right now. I thought you were going to go in five stars. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> One star. Uh, 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 uh. Luke and Josh, says Clarice, host of Stay Paid Podcast, uh, highlights all aspects of marketing, sales, and more in this can't-miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. So thank you so much for leaving that review on Clarice. We would love it if you take a minute, if you're not already, to go over and subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And while you're there, leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. And now this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Steik, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Shannon Gillette joins us today as one of Arizona's leading residential real estate professionals with more than 15 years of experience. Shannon has an impressive social media following and has been named one of the top realtors in the country for her use of Instagram and video marketing, which we're going to get into in this interview today, to sell homes for top dollars, earning numerous awards for her achievements. She's appeared on many industry magazine covers, national shows, podcasts, and is a highly sought after industry speaker and coach. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, we appreciate so much you coming on. Excited to get into this topic of video content. We were just talking, obviously, before we came on the podcast. But just so the audience, just get ready because I have not seen someone execute on video content as well as I'm seeing Shannon execute. And the stat you sent me about the deals that have come from your social is mind boggling, but we'll save that. First, if you can uh, kind of share your story of how you even got into real estate, what led you up to where you're at today? Yes. Yeah, so I really started right out of high school into real estate, um, didn't go to college, started leasing apartments at a really young age at 19 years old, um, and really got that passion for helping people find their home and went from leasing apartments to selling new builds, getting my real estate license in 2006. And for eight years, I worked for um, the largest builder in the country selling new homes. Um, during the recession, um, I was 23 years old, mm. one of the only new home sales consultants in the company that did not have a college degree. Um, uh, my first full year in new home sales, I was the number one new home sales consultant in the entire country. So wow. did really well with that. And then in 2014, I transitioned in 
to resale. So I've really only been doing resale for you know a few years now. Um, but last year in 2020, I personally closed about $50 million, wow. uh, 95 homes. Uh-huh. Those are my personal sales, the clients I took out of my car, the listings that I actually negotiated and all of that. That is unbelievable. So I have to ask you just to, in the story you mentioned, okay, you didn't go to college. You ended up being one of the only ones without a college degree. Just for you in that journey, like, do you feel like college, like you missed out? Do you feel like college is super important? I'm just curious to pick your brain. I have my own opinion, but I won't, I won't share yeah, that till so after. Yeah, so when I was young, you know, leasing apartments, it was, it was kind of embarrassing for me because everyone just assumed like, this was just my part-time job. And they would say, and even even now, I mean, I'm more confident in myself now, but when people say, oh, where do you go to school? And you have to explain how you don't go to college. And then people kind of look down on you. But really looking back on my life, like I learned how to overcome objections, how to close a deal, um, negotiating skills, discipline, all the things that make me who I am today. Uh, I don't think I would have learned that in college. So it was really just hands-on experience, but really starting from the bottom and working my way up. No, I, I couldn't agree more. It's so interesting. So I went to community college for two years, then ended up transferring to university. But where I'm at today because we get the privilege to like now hire people, Josh and I, with our company, Reminder Media. We get a lot of, and we used to have an internship program before COVID yeah. that was like 40 interns. And I just, college, I just feel, now people are going to hate me. I'm going to get hate for this. I just feel it's so overrated in today's yeah. world. And, and the education system has not adapted. And I think you're hitting the nail spot on. It's like you got real life experience and then taught you to adapt and overcome. And it's not saying that college is not good for certain degrees or certain trades that you're going after. But I just think that's it's so interesting, the adapting that you can do even when you get out there in the real world, real world experience. So talk to us a little bit about building your real estate business from the residential sales side. So you did 50 million, which is unbelievable. So that's easily top 1%. Walk us through kind of how does your business look like? Does most of it come from your sphere? Does most of it come from your content marketing? Can you walk us through your kind of lead generation? Yeah. So I am a big believer in just finding two to three things. You know, there's a lot of ways to get leads in real estate. Um, but if you find two to three things, stay consistent every single day, those deals are going to come to you. So of the 95 homes I personally closed in 2020, almost every single one of those clients called me or sent me a DM on Instagram wow. or sent me a text and said, I follow you on Instagram. I see your videos everywhere. Will you be my realtor? I haven't made a cold call in years. I've never knocked on a door. Like I don't buy any leads. I've just built a brand on social media. I invest in high quality video and clients just call me. And it's where everyone, every realtor would love to be, right? You just <laughs> They're calling. It's the I dream really, business. I go to listing appointments now. Um, I went to one the other day. Uh, the homeowner opened the door and she goes, I feel like I know you. I follow you on Instagram. Like I used to bring this beautiful iPad presentation. I don't even have to get it out in um, listing presentations sometimes because people are like, okay, what do we do? Like, we want you to be our realtor. Are you taking on new clients? Will you list our house? Um, so... 
to answer your question, how that all kind of came about is when I left new home sales, it was like starting brand new. Even though I had sold hundreds and hundreds of new homes, even my own family didn't consider me as a realtor. Um, So I had to start fresh. And I just learned over the eight years of selling new homes, I could only sell homes for the builder and realtors would come in with their clients and they would have a home to sell. And I just saw this trend that realtors are putting a sign in the yard, they're taking photos and they're not marketing the property. And you know they're not doing anything different. They're doing the same things they did 10 years ago. So I really went on this journey of implementing listing videos and growing my Instagram and Facebook to kind of get where I'm at today. How did you um, reach that growth? <clears throat> for like people in a local area, obviously the video content and the quality is so important, but how did you reach that audience and build it to where you are now where you've got people in your area reaching out to be their yeah. real estate agent? So that's a great question. So there's two things that I focus on every single day and that's Instagram and video. So really staying consistent. Um, so it really kind of started with video. Every single home I list, I produce a 60 second video commercial called a home of the day video. And I have my own videographer and we will never list a home without this process. So that's kind of how that started with people kind of learning about me seeing the video because I went to YouTube to learn how to talk target market a video, everything I know, you know, I, I Googled because everything is out there for free. So I started producing these videos, just um, videos with the community, neighborhoods, things like that. And then I can target market them, reach people, and then just staying consistent on my Instagram um, through Instagram stories. And what I... So Instagram kind of... I know I'm a little all over the place, but going back to Instagram, um, you have to, as a realtor, treat Instagram like a TV show and not a nonstop commercial. Hmm. Most realtors, when you go to their Instagram page, I feel like I'm being sold to. Like It's like a picture that says just sold or just listed. It's just all real estate. Nobody wants to follow that. People want to know you and kind of like they say, behind the curtain, your personal life. They want to know, like, and trust you. They want to feel like they're watching a TV show. So using Instagram in that way has been just my business every year has doubled and really coming back to like video and Instagram. So was YouTube, are you you saying when you said target market, are you actually running ads on YouTube that are bringing people into your content and then getting them over to Instagram? Is that sort of how it's worked? Yeah. So when I list a home, we take that 60 second home of the day video commercial. I am on every one of my videos, which I, if anyone's looking to implement video, um, the average human attention span is only about eight seconds. So we do a fast moving (laughs) video commercial and I'm on every video in the front in the beginning. So now people recognize me when I'm out in public. It's like that no like, and trust. They see me, they see my personality versus just doing this nice drone video of a home. Like that's not going to help build your brand or your following or keep people really engaged. So I take that video and then I target market it on all the top social media platforms. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Um, my average video is getting anywhere from like 10 to 20,000 views within the first week. And um, on top of that, you have to have a call to action for if you are doing a listing video. So every one of my listings has its own website. I use a company called RelaHQ.com and I produce this, um, create this beautiful website for every listing has its own domain name. And then I have a tracking pixel ID on the back end of every website. So anytime someone clicks on that, I can continue to market them um, and the ads can continue to Now the retargeting is so powerful. So I'm kind of curious. I'm going to... This is a selfish question because I'm trying to get my own Instagram habits under control and start being a little bit more productive. 
what are some things that you're doing? Like, what are you doing every single day on Instagram, whether it's liking this many accounts, commenting on this many, getting in DMs, doing stories? What are some of those things that you've just got scheduled and you know you're going to do each day? Yeah. So Instagram, my goal at the end of the day is if somebody, so I sell real estate in a town called Queen Creek, Arizona. So I am active on my Instagram story every single day. I want when all the people, when you look like how many people saw your story, whether it's 10 people or 5,000 people, if somebody was asked, who do you think of when you think of Queen Creek real estate? I want them to think of Shannon Gillette. I want to be top of mind. And how you do that is getting in front of these people every single day and not to worry about how many followers you have because um, people are going to Instagram stories instead of watching TV. They're going there to escape reality or be entertained. I mean, I spend two hours probably on Instagram a day. So an Instagram story is just kind of a behind the curtain on your life. So I am... I really try to do about 80% of my personal life and then sprinkle in real estate because nobody wants to just see nonstop real estate. And that is a mistake I think a lot of realtors make and they're not getting leads from Instagram because their content is boring. Um, It's almost like a reality show. And so with my Instagram stories, as a realtor, you can't be afraid to let people in on your personal life and what is important to you. So if you follow me on Instagram, you should know that... And you probably even know their names. Like, you know, my husband's name, my kids' names. I have three dogs. I have a lizard. I'm really involved in my church. We run a nonprofit. Like, you know everything about me to where you feel like we've met in, in real life and we never have. People come up to me in public and know like, oh, how's, how's homeschooling going with your kids? I'm like... Who are you? I don't even know your name. You know <laughs> what is your lizard's name? Yeah, <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> I mean, you should know about her if you follow me on Instagram. I did see just to kind of show like how active uh, Shannon is. I was um, on Instagram about an hour before getting on this podcast, and she's posting a story about yeah. how she's filming a, a location, two and a half acre location, or something like that. Like, man, an hour yeah. before the interview, and she's already she's posting that. So. It is the the yeah. you're sharing. It's so interesting looking at your Instagram profile because if you go look at it. It looks like a, just a profile of like your personal photos, your family, everything like that. And then you have sprinkled in the videos of listeners, but that draws people in more. And in fact, Mm -hmm. I look specifically, if you look at like your content on Instagram, all Mm -hmm. the pictures, I find it the same with mine. All the pictures with your family or personal get tons of likes. All Mm -hmm. the business content I put out gets barely any engagement. And it's partly because of the algorithm on Instagram, but also it's because Instagram is that platform like a TV show. People want insight into your personal life. I will give you a compliment too. So Anne-Marie is a person that helps me run my life here at the organization. So she's in my Instagram all the time and she is seeing your stuff too. And she, when we got you on the show, she's like, oh, I love her. I love following her stuff. And here's why, because you are so open right? And it draws people in. So I know you're super involved in your church. I'm actually super involved in my church as well. And it it connected me to you even more because I know, okay, here's Shannon. She's a believer. I'm a believer. It it forms kind of that bond that you don't even realize, or you have kids, I have kids, that type of idea. How do you get over the fear of sharing your personal journey? Because I I find that in my own life, sharing my own personal stuff is difficult and you always make the excuses. 
But how do you get over that fear personally? Yeah, so it's definitely tough, especially being a female realtor with young kids. It wasn't easy, right? So the first step as a realtor, if you want to grow your Instagram, if you want to sell $50 million a year from Instagram, you have to make your, your profile public. You can't have two pages. I, I haven't ever met a realtor that can successfully run a real estate page and a personal page. Also that real estate page, nobody wants to follow that unless you're like, on million dollar listing or something, but still it's personal content. So I deleted my business page. I made my pub, my um, private page public and I let people in on my personal life. You know, it's, it's everything is strategic. I, um, you know, well, like I'll think I'll be driving or doing something or a meeting dinner or on a date with my husband. And he totally understands like the power of Instagram. I'll be like, okay, I got to do just a little, um, a little clip of the restaurant that we're on a date and you're just letting people in on your life. They're little 15 second clips. So people are following along with you throughout the day. You're staying top of mind. So when it comes to the day that your followers need to buy or sell a home, they're going to call you. When they become your biggest fans, they know, like, and trust you. People love giving their opinion. So if they're talking to a coworker and their coworker is like, hey, I'm thinking of selling uh, my home, they're going to be like, you have to call Shannon. You follow her on Instagram. Like, even people I've never met, they feel like we're friends. I follow people on Instagram. I've never met, but I know their dog's name. I know where their husband works. I know where they It's kind of scary in a way. It's kind of like... Yeah, social media is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have friends from like growing up, middle school, high school and stuff, and I haven't talked to them in mm -hmm. forever, but I yeah. know all about their life because yeah. of Facebook, we're still friends, yeah. Instagram, we're still friends. It's, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Um, yeah, the idea of the connection it gives you to somebody because we've never yeah. talked before, but I feel like I know so much about you just from watching mm -hmm. your Instagram. And the key there is that, look, people are going to do business with people they have a relationship with. And social mm -hmm. is an avenue to get that relationship. So I want to yeah. go back kind of to this idea of the content creation. So you're obviously documenting your life, but you mentioned mm -hmm. the words you're strategic kind of mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Do you have any, like I've heard some people, I think it was Glenda Baker said she sits down and she films all her TikToks in like one day or something like that. Do you do anything like that? Do you sit down and do creative content or you literally just wake up and whatever yeah. the day brings, so, you're just filming? It's all organic. I'm all of my own social media, I run every ad myself. Like I can tell when somebody has somebody running their Instagram, like it, it doesn't look authentic unless you've got a really good person running your Instagram, but it really, it's not very planned out. I just kind of keep a tally in my head, I guess. of like, okay, I've done a little bit too much real estate today. I'm going to introduce now my kids swimming in our pool or um, something else that's interesting. So people need to know if they are not on Instagram, Instagram, has over 1 billion users, 500 million active daily users on Instagram stories. 35% um, of Instagram users are between the age of 25 and 35. So yes, it's maybe a younger generation, but guess who now is our biggest pool of buyers? Millennials, right? So um, I use Instagram like Google. So if somebody reaches out to me and they're like, Hey, I want a real... I need a realtor in Virginia. I go to Instagram and I put hashtag Virginia Realtor. I look through Instagram. I can tell right away if they're using the platform correctly. Feel like I know them, and then I I send them a referral. Um, wow. So Instagram is so powerful, and the average person, the average Instagram user, is on the platform for an hour a day. So you're getting in front of these people for free by letting them in on your daily life, and you're 
doing it right, you're going to sell homes from it, but it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, this is something I've been working on for years to get where I am now. It's kind of like if you're going on a diet to lose weight, you can't eat one salad and now have just lost 50 pounds. Like it's a process and a journey. You just have to stay consistent and it will pay off. And what I always tell everyone is don't get caught up on your followers because you may think, oh, I only have 20 followers. I'm not going to post anything. It doesn't matter. But guess what? It's going to grow if you stay consistent. Those 20 followers are now going to be, you know, some of your biggest fans. Was there was there a breakthrough moment for you in terms of, I don't know, not dwelling on followers or anything, but obviously that's indicative of, of growth and reach. Was there sort of a breakthrough mm-hmm. where one year you just went from, you know, zero to 60 like that in terms of growth or has it been pretty steady? I mean, it's been steady starting with just my own community. Like I've always, um, I have three young boys, so I've always been actively involved in running a mom's group. So for six years, I've, I've run the mom's group at my church. And it's also part of just like getting into like my, the personal side of things. Like it's so important to have a life outside of real estate, because if you sell real estate full time, it can become a seven day a week, nonstop. You have no time for anything mm. if you let it. So you have to be really, um, strategic about your schedule. So I run a mom's group at my church. I never did that to help sell homes, but early on, just that helped me meet other moms, get to know them at play dates. And then we'd follow each other on Instagram or Facebook. And then now their husband just had a job transfer out of state and they call me to sell their home. So just um, kind of starting with my community of people I know, and then that kind of grew. And then now I have thousands of realtors that follow me just from being on other podcasts and things, which has been amazing. Now I get referrals from realtors through Instagram. So it's been amazing. It's such a great platform. It's not going away. So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I'm too old to get involved in Instagram, I'm you know not going to do it. You got to get started on it and you got to start treating it like a TV show and stop only talking about real estate. What, what about TikTok? Are you going to get on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Yeah, right so I had fun with TikTok um, during like the quarantine. My kids and I did some videos. Um, I definitely, I'll go to TikTok and watch, watch TikToks You'll for fun. You'll get sucked into the algorithm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I have so many ideas. Like my brain, I love marketing and I have so many ideas of things I want to do, but you can get overwhelmed when you start thinking about too much. You have Mm. to just stay consistent. So me, it's Instagram video and now YouTube. Um, I'm really building my YouTube channel. Those are my three things that I stay consistent with. If I get too crazy and start saying, oh, I'm going to start TikTok stuff, like then it's just getting me like off the track. So, um, but every time it still is like, like a surprise. Every time someone calls me and says, Hey, I I saw your YouTube video. We're moving uh, from California to Arizona. Will you be my realtor? Every time I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing. All of this hard work is paying off now, years later. And I mean, it's just amazing because that's how people are finding their realtors now is through, you know, YouTube or Instagram and and Google and things well, like so that. So much, so much of it is the impression, right? Um, so people are Googling, right? And there's tons. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest, there's tons of real estate agents and there's mm-hmm. tons of options, but they're Googling and they're seeing you and at first glance, your brand is super impressive, but then they get a natural ability to see your personality. And that's Mm -hmm. what's really going to connect people. I'm curious, like just from a holistic standpoint. So you did 50 million last year. You said pretty much everyone called you or DM'd you on Instagram. 
So do you do any other marketing besides your video content or is it truly your sphere and your video content? I don't That's what have you do. time to do any other marketing. That's amazing. Like, I literally am just like, so just to give you an example, I have just a very small team. I have um, a transaction coordinator assistant, one agent that helps out, very small team. In the Phoenix Southeast Valley, we have their 55,000 licensed realtors where I sell. Wow. I am in the top 15 of all realtors in the Phoenix East Valley up against teams of 50 agents where the team leader hasn't shown a house in five years, but they say, Oh, I've sold 500 homes. Well, you live, you live in Florida on the beach. Like you haven't even shown a house, you know, in five years. So our numbers are so impressive. And I mean, it is just such a blessing to be where I'm at, but my, um, I, I take my team out for different things. I took them out to get like a massage and facial. And I was talking to one of, to my agent and I was like, yeah, you know, I think I have like one or two closings this month. It seems like it's been slow. And she goes, Shannon, you have 12 closings this month. I didn't even know because I'm so busy. Um, so to answer your question, I, um, I don't have time for a lot of different things. So really the only ads I run are for my listings, um, because it's my job to get my listings, the exposure they deserve. I don't cut any corners. I think in this market, realtors are like, Hey, I don't have to do anything. I'll just post a sign in the yard and I'll have five offers. But I am consistent with my listing marketing and sellers appreciate that because wouldn't you rather your listing have a video at 10,000 views than just thrown into the MLS with a few hundred views? So my listings are selling for record breaking prices, more offers than the average offers, like all of that. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email lists, and with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. Take action on this today. It's such a golden nugget. Like people don't understand like a lot of times the advertising you do for that seller, not only is it what you're supposed to do and should be doing to help them get the best price for their home and all that good stuff, Mm -hmm. but it also makes a huge difference for you to get that next seller. So I found this same thing. My brother's in real estate. We talk about him often here on the show. And he started doing listing videos, right? And he does that for each of his listings, but he was advertising them on Facebook. I'm not sure if you do Facebook or not. Yeah, and I do um, Facebook, okay. yeah. So my Facebook video view counts like 10, you know, 10,000 within the first seven days that's on those a, videos. That's unbelievable. He found, it, even though it didn't really help him, believe it or not, sell the home, he was mm-hmm. ending up finding different, I guess, because of where he was at. It really helped him earn the next listing. Because mm-hmm. people would see his listings and see that mm-hmm. activity. And because he focused on quality, like you're focusing mm-hmm. on quality, then people would be so impressed and go, if I'm going to sell my home, of course, I want this done for my home. So I'm going to yeah. naturally go to Shannon or naturally go to a mm-hmm. Steven who does it. So I think people underestimate like, yeah, you could put a house up for sale right now in this market pretty much all over the country and it's probably going to sell. And I think the average, mm-hmm. I think NARS economist just came out and said the average home is getting five offers per home that's listed right now. So it's, I hate to say it's easy to sell a home, but right now, if you can get that listing, you're going to get offers. But leveraging that listing 
to showcase one to get the best offer, but to spread your brand is super, super powerful and a great marketing hack to get you that next deal. Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing and branding is so important. And what I tell sellers all the time is the reality is not every home buyer is actively on MLS every day looking for a home. It's a full-time job to be a buyer right now in this market and be up to date on every listing. And people get frustrated with the market. They rent, they take a break, they go on vacation, they're not looking at their portal. So I have literally sold homes from buyers that have been just scrolling through Facebook. They see my home of the day video commercial, the home interests them. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to learn more about this home. They click on the website link. Now I've just captured their um, pixel ID. I can continue to market them. And they have put in an offer on the home. And it is so powerful that I did this on my own home that I sold a year ago. I asked myself, like, do I really need a home of the day video on my own house? And I did it. And um, it's all about that exposure. What I never will understand is every product out there is marketed to us. We've all bought something because we saw the commercial on TV or the ad on Instagram. Why isn't real estate being marketed to people. It's so lazy to think that, oh, I'm just going to throw it in an MLS. Enough people will see it. Like, There's so much power in actually marketing your listings, even in a seller's market. And you stay consistent when the market changes. I think our business will even grow more because sellers will now really appreciate that marketing even more. So video is so powerful. Instagram is so powerful. And your brand is so powerful. Another thing I don't understand with realtors is... You have to Google yourself as a realtor. Google Google yourself today. What comes up? What does your website look like? I would love for any listener to go to my website, gillettegroupaz.com and let me know your thoughts on, on my website. I respond to every single direct message on Instagram. I invested a lot in my website. I feel like it is one of the better ones out there to where a client can go to my site and automatically you know, know, like, and trust us. We look like we know what we're doing. We have experience. Um, I have my own app for home searching. Like... What do people see when they Google you? So many realtors have these websites that are just templates and they all look the same. They barely have an about us page. And then little things that box branding is really important to me. If you're a realtor and your email address, like trust me, I used to have an AOL account like years ago, but if your email address is like skyrocket23 at aol.com and that's your email address, like Please know that it is so easy. It'll take you about 15 minutes to get a very professional looking email address. You know, like mine, Shannon at Gillette-Group.com. Do things like that because those little things matter to the biggest buyer pool right now. The millennials, the, the buyers that grew up with technology. If they see you have an AOL email address, they're automatically going to think that you're probably not with the times. And so look at your website, look at your email address, look at your Instagram bio. Like, do you on your Instagram bio is, is your profile public? Do you say, do you have your link to your website? Do you say what city you sell in? Like, there's so many little things that really aren't that hard to implement to grow your business. So, no, it's so true. The brand, it really is something that now you can't hide from people. So, I think it was Ed Stulock that we had on, the, and he's incredible at Instagram and social and all this stuff. And we had him on the podcast, and he talked about how you have a brand, no matter if you think so or not. Like, mm -hmm. you either are defining the brand or someone else is defining it for you. And I think it gets mm -hmm. to exactly what you're saying, which is, hey, Look at your website, Google yourself. What comes up is your brand. That's what people are going to mm -hmm. see. And so you have a chance to own that. Like you can own everything that's out there about yeah. you 
or you can just mm-hmm. let it be out there and it defines you no matter if you own it or not. And so yeah. why not be proactive? Um, so I have to ask you, when it comes to like growing your business, what is the mm-hmm. biggest struggle that you have been going through in building the real estate business? You had mentioned about being a seven hour or seven day a week type job. Mm-hmm. I hear that often yeah. from real estate agents. They can't get off the hamster wheel. What is yeah. it that you have really found to be the real biggest challenge for you in growing this real estate business? Yeah. So I would say my biggest challenge is just knowing when to turn off, right? Like I am sort of like a perfectionist when it comes to my business. I've only ever received a five-star review from my clients. So I am out there every day working this business, running my own ads, running my Instagram, producing these videos, showing homes, all of that. So it is crazy. Um, So that's been really hard. It was really difficult for me to even get a transaction coordinator. I used to be up at 2am doing my own paperwork. So I didn't want to hand it over to anyone else. I'm like, they're going to mess up on my paperwork. But getting a transaction coordinator was such a lifesaver. Knowing that you know it's not an expense, it's an investment in your business. You know, the little bit that I pay for each transaction, like it's giving me so much more time. And then even bringing on my first agent was really hard. I was talking like I'm so particular too. And agents send me their resume all the time and ask if I'm hiring. And I'm not like I'm so particular. And I probably do need more agents because I don't have enough time for everything. But um, bringing out my first agent was tough too because I'm like, okay, I'm going to hand over my buyer to this agent. Like, uh, but it's been amazing. And I, I mean, we have just such a great little team. We like to say small but mighty and. Um, that was really hard. Uh, I need to be better at that. I need to really realize somebody told me like, you need to figure out what your hourly rate is. Should I be up at 4am building my listing websites? That's what I do right now. And when you look at your (laughs) hourly rate, I'm like, oh my gosh, shouldn't be building websites. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, then I got to train someone to do it. And then I got to wait for them. Like my average response time is five minutes with my clients. Like I just want to get it done. So that's my struggle. I hope to next year at this time have figured that out a little bit and maybe get a little bit more of my life back. It's always, it's like the journey through life is the journey about leverage. And it's like how to get to places in different phases. There's certain phases, right? In your entrepreneurial journey, like there are phases where you have to do whatever it takes. And I think too many people that get into being an entrepreneur, they try mm-hmm. to immediately go to the leverage phase, phase and they do, mm-hmm. they're not willing to do what you do which is wake up at 4 a.m. and do the work. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a huge mistake why a lot of people fail. But you don't want to live there, right? You want to get out of the Mm -hmm. business to be the business owner eventually Mm -hmm. to where you can have all the systems and processes. But it's such a hard journey. Even in our business with Reminder Media, it's still a journey of scalability of processes and figuring out every little thing to go, how do we process this out? All right, so we got to ask you because we ask all successful people that come on the show. Um, do you implement any routines in your life right now that mm-hmm. you look back and go, yeah, these routines have really driven success for me? Yeah. So that's a great question. And anybody that knows me will ask Shannon, like, how do you do this? How do you sell $50 million a year in real estate? Plus you're a mom of three kids and you know, you still travel and you do all these things. And I mean, I really, I think I have to schedule my time. I have to use my time wisely. So I get up early. I have to schedule things in. I sometimes have to schedule in a dinner with my family because if it's not on my calendar and then a buyer calls me and is like, oh, this house just came on the market. Can we go see it? Like, 
Um, I'll just be like, okay, let's go look. You know, you have to be, use your time wisely. I don't necessarily watch TV. Um, when I'm driving, I'll listen to a podcast. I'll watch YouTube videos to learn, to just keep up on the latest trends because I want to be doing things today in my real estate business that other realtors don't start implementing for 5 to 10 years. Like, I don't want to be marketing listings the way people did 10 years ago. I want to stay, you know, up with, like, stay current on the trends and all of that. So I think... Um, just really keeping a tight schedule. And also uh, traveling is really important to my family and I, because that is the time, even though like I just got back from Hawaii last week. And even though I did sell three houses while I was in Hawaii, at least That's I um, was able to spend more time with my family and things like that. Um, so traveling is really important to us to schedule that in because that's the one time I can't I can't show houses when I'm in Hawaii. So I have to just rely on my team. And um, one day I will be able to not take phone calls on vacation. That's my goal. That's the next goal. That's the next step. All right. Last question, Shannon, before we close out here, um, knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell younger Shannon? Maybe that 19 year old. So I think um, a lot of people that are starting in real estate, they may be where I was when I was selling new homes for eight years. I was stuck in an office. I was working that those crazy hours where you can't leave the sales office until you know 6 30 p.m. You have to work weekends. You can't go to your son's football game because you have to be in the sales office. And for eight years, I was really, it was really hard. Like when my oldest took his first steps, I got it on a video as I was sitting in my new home sales office. And I really think that I was scared to leave new home sales and go into resale because it was just a little bit more risky. Um, but looking back, you know, my faith is really important to me. I think I was relying more on myself and not really trusting that God would provide. And, you know, if you work hard, you stay consistent, it's all going to work out. And if you treat your clients right and knowing what your why is and, um, you know, really wanting the best for your clients and not thinking about how much money you're going to make and all of that, um, I think it all will pay off. So going back, like advice wise, I wish I would have started in real estate sooner or in resale sooner um, and not have been just so miserable at that like office job for so many years. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks yep. for sharing that. And thank you for being here. Before we close, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram at Shannon underscore Gillette. Um, I respond to every DM. So if you have any questions, I know I like kind of was all over the place. You can definitely ask me. I'm happy to help and give back. Um, and yeah, hope I'll see you over on Instagram. That's awesome. And thank you uh, for listening to dive deeper in this episode. Get those links that Shannon mentioned. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com along with the show notes. And while there, you can get the video of this episode. If you're interested in looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask. First is head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review, leave us a comment, let us know what you thought of this interview. And the best way is to share the podcast, tell a friend about it, share it on your social media. If you want to get hold of me or Lou, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. And here's the thing. How many of you want to build a business that you don't have to call anybody? You don't have to door knock? the business literally calls you, and 50 million in sales. How many of you want to do that? You can do that too. Really listening to Shannon speak in her story, what I really see is just an incredible relationship builder and has found the medium of social media to really open up and give people a window into her life so she can build a relationship with them. And you can do that too. That's the action item that I want to give you for this podcast is if you are not daily posting on Instagram or choosing your platform of choice, as Shannon said, choose one, two, three different things that you can commit to 
and daily posting, sharing your journey, you are missing out. You're missing a huge opportunity to build relationships with your sphere. Remember this, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 